This broadcast is brought to you by Integrity Staffing Solutions. At Integrity, we're passionate about connecting great talent with great companies across North America. For more information on how our custom, flexible workforce solutions can help solve your biggest challenges, visit us online at integritystaffing.com. We're now listening to HR Liftoff in three, Hi, I'm Megan Couch. Welcome to HR Liftoff. Our guest today is Dara Warren, a Chief Customer Officer at Penn Foster. Welcome so much. Thank you, Megan. I'm happy to be here. Um, so I love to start off much like a lot of others. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then also Penn Foster? Because I am a huge fan. Our organization, Integrity Staffing, works with you guys. Uh, but I want to make sure everybody has a good, solid core understanding of how great you guys are. Awesome. Well, thanks. It's always nice to talk about yourself for a little while, right? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> My name is Dara. As you mentioned, I am the chief customer officer at Penn Foster, which means I spend the majority of my, of my time talking to customers, whether they be employers, job training organizations, schools, or individual learners and students. So my job is to understand the trends in the labor market, the trends in hiring needs, the trends in consumer behavior, and translate that into the right type of programs for our partners. So at Penn Foster, what we do is we focus on creating pathways to jobs for middle skilled workers. And so we take people that are, you know, on a path to a high school diploma or on a path to a post high school credential and help them get the training courses and the experience they need to get the jobs they want in particular fields. Our focus is in allied health, in veterinary health, in skilled trades, in business, um, and in art and design. I already feel like you're smarter than I am uh, with this. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> I know, and I figured it because it's education. I can't say that was my forte, but and I think you have a very, it sounds a very specific target audience uh, and kind of those that you're looking to help. And is that how Penn Foster differentiates itself? You know, between, I would say, like other educational opportunities, like if you have folks that just have all these wealth of offerings that are just being targeted or retargeted back at them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think our big focus is in really understanding the population that we serve. And those are out of school youth or adults that don't have an associate's degree and that are looking to get a technical or other job in a variety of fields across manufacturing, food service, healthcare, et cetera. And so we really try to specialize in understanding that individual learner, that worker, and how that worker can access the learning, training, and skills they need to to access the job that they want. And so for us, you're right, the focus is on understanding that learner population. We fit within the general ecosystem of, of education, but we are not a traditional higher ed institution trying to get people through four-year degrees. We are really focused on trying to get them the career training and the certificates and the certifications they need to get jobs in high demand fields. I think the other thing, oh, sorry. Go ahead, I was going to say, I think that's what I think is so great about it because I think a lot of people that work in the companies that we work with too, and people that are looking to further their education think, I don't have time to do a four-year. I don't have time to do even a two-year. You know, I've got... I might have two kids, I have to work full time, 
I don't want to be what I'm doing right now, but I would like to do X in the future. And it sounds like that's, you're trying to get them along that path. Absolutely, Megan. I think that, that you, you hit at the heart of it, you know, for us, our learners, our workers first, family members, caregivers, and we are trying to help them realize that education can be accessible and can be attainable. And so we really think about how to fit that education and training into an already busy, already complicated life. And it's not easy, right? There are a lot of risk factors that our learners have. But I think academic risk factors in terms of this content is hard is probably the lowest risk factor they have. <laughs> the other risk factors are, can I pay for this? Can I afford it? Can I afford the time? And, and really, how do I fit it in? And so what we try to do is to create a lot of flexibility around the learning and create a context that really helps them build the confidence that they need to succeed and to continue in their learning path. Do you think most people have an idea when they are looking or starting with your program of what they want the next path to be or are the resources there to help assist them kind of, I'll use myself as an example. I didn't go into college thinking I'm going to work in staffing or employment. You know, if my teachers had asked, that's not one of the options I think on, you know, the high school test that they give you. Uh, but it's something, you know, I love and adore and I get to talk to a lot of people about a lot of cool things and jobs. You know, but I, I, if you asked me now as, you know, a 44-year-old semi-adult, what would you want to, like, if you had a next step, what would you like that to be? I literally probably would be a little lost myself. You know, like, what would that next step be? Right, absolutely. So we have two types of individuals that come to us. Those that have a general idea, raise their hand, you know, I want to be an HVAC technician, or I want to be a pharmacy technician. And for those people, we have a way to put them right into that pathway. But there's a subset of our population that really doesn't know. Um, so what we offer are career discovery tools and ways that they can match their skills and interests to the jobs that they might want in the future. I would say, even with that, People typically don't know what industry they want to be in as much as they might know, know what type of role they would want. And so, for example, HVAC technicians can work in small businesses. They can work for large enterprise partners. They can work in food service. So the industry level is something that I think they really determine as they go through their path. But they, they generally have an interest in a certain set of skills or um, areas that they, that they want to explore. So perfect, because it sounds like definitively giving multiple options, right? And for those people like me as well, um, who are unclear kind of half the time. But then if I am an HR manager, I think sitting at an organization, small, medium or large, and thinking this is a wonderful idea. It's a great offering. It's about upskilling my workforce, being able, being able to provide additional opportunity like how do they actually get from A to B? Because I think a, a lot of people listening are thinking like, this is fantastic, this is awesome. But like, how do we execute this where it actually has an impact versus just executing to say that you have it? Absolutely, I think that's a really important component. You know, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of ways that, you know, HR professional might think about offering training. Some is just, you know, I have this person and they're a really good worker and I want them to be ready to do this extra job. So that's what we would call generally upskilling. So in that case, you know, they might go, might go to a partner like Penn Foster or frankly to other partners they have like an integrity that, that offer some of those services. That's a specific use case where we say, 
I have a person, they need these skills to get to this job, I need an upskilling program. I think what's a little more complicated is people that are really good workers, um, they might not have that next path for them, but education and training can be a nice retentive benefit where if someone is going down a career path and then is able to access content curriculum for their next path, even if it's outside of that company, sometimes that has real economic benefit to the HR manager as well because you might not have a three, four, five-year job for this person, but you sure have a you know one, two, three-year job that's really important for them to stay in. And so I think those are very, two very different use cases and, and two ways that we work with employers you know, to help them with, frankly, what's probably one of their most expensive <laughs> and most invested in assets is you know, the people that are, that are working for them. Yeah, I kind of, I, and a lot of folks listening who are kind of along the metrics line where they're thinking, oh, like what return might this have? Or what ROI, you know, can we actually attach to this? And I think very easily it's it's vacancy rate and attrition and what that actually looks like. And you hit the nail on the head. I think the old school methodology is any attrition is bad, uh, which is not the case because upskilling attrition can be fantastic. Uh, you know, depending on the tenure of the job that's actually required and where they're moving to. That's actually what we see a lot is that, you know, sometimes if you're, you know, offering services and programs to help someone stay in that job for two years and then okay that, that they move on, there's actually a really strong ROI to that in a, in a lot of cases. Um, and so that's what, what we see with the programs that we're using. But, you know, I think obviously the, the number one benefit is probably organizations that have... Um, advanced jobs in the in the areas that they're training for. So if someone is a retail associate at a company, but that retailer has a pharmacy in it, there's a nice path to be able to offer that retail associate a path to a, be a pharmacy technician and things like that. So we do see a lot of that at the core of what we're doing. In addition, you know, some of the work that we're doing with with you all at Integrity is really founded on we need to create an opportunities to earn sort of stackable credentials and skills. So you might not want to enter into a 12, 18, 24 month program, but having someone engaged in short form, real skill building credentials and certificate programs has a real advantage to keeping them engaged and, and making them even better, better employees. And confidence. I think and that that's what I actually see as part of that in fact, I mean, or impact, excuse me. I think it's, it's very much, and I do this too, I think like they're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But I also think about associates or staff or people that I've had conversation where there's basic information where it's like, we should be able to help with this. And that's what you guys are helping us doing. Absolutely. You know, to do with these folks where it's, you know, and their, their fear dissipates. So you can see them now where you're like, now it's a trajectory versus like, they just thought they might stay stagnant because they had this one smaller, maybe I'll just call it loophole where they didn't have experience with X, you know, yes. and now they're like, okay, I'm going to take that. It's like you said, the shorter form. Yeah. Um, I think we couldn't go this conversation without mentioning the current situation of COVID-19 enormous impact. Uh, and so what pivots have you guys had to make? Or even in my curious question too was, you know, have you seen certain tracks increase, uh, you know, in certain areas, like you mentioned HVAC earlier, where I think the number of times I've replaced an HVAC, I literally <laughs> wish one of my children would have, you know, would go through this path, but, exactly. um, you know, are there increases to certain, it's a two-part question, 
what are the pivots you've had to make and just based off of COVID-19 and then also just tracks and popularity or not being popular anymore because of it. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of HR Liftoff. Today, I'm going to hit you with a fun fact. Did you know that 85% of people only breathe out of one nostril at a time? Yeah, you're trying, aren't you? I did too. Now, back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't think we ever envisioned a pandemic, but in a way, you know, Penn Foster's sort of been ready for this pandemic and that our programs are can be offered 100% online and through a digital platform. And so from a disruption standpoint, we didn't have a disruption where people were coming to a physical location to get training and they couldn't come anymore. So that that was that was great. I think initially the disruption was what's going to happen to my jobs, you know, know, hundreds of thousands of furloughs, hundreds of thousands of layoffs. And so for some of our learners, we had to help them think about how to um, pay for the program in the long term. So how to offer some financial relief as they they were in a lot of uncertainty, particularly in the kind of March, April timeframe. I think the second thing that we had to do as an organization is to shift to be 100% remote workforce. So, you know, obviously it's good to have a digital platform, but our platform combines online instruction, online content with instructor support, motivational support and coaching support. And previously those people worked in a, in a, in a call center. And so we had to shift to our support model being hundred percent remote, which, um, you know, we couldn't leave our students without the support needed from a content pr- curriculum perspective side you know, we saw a huge increase in some of the categories that we're really strong in things like allied health careers, art and design careers, a lot of people studying to be graphic designers, interior designers, um, and, you know, a lot of interest in some of the the trades programs where there's just ongoing demand for that. So from a, a, a program perspective, we were well aligned to, to really what was needed and what the pandemic highlighted as additional high growth areas, but how we supported our learners, how we supported our partners, um, and just, you know, frankly, the, the way that we dealt in a supportive way with our students through a lot of challenging times is something that we we had to adjust. So, and I think that, you know, I was reading an article the other day um, and we also had a a previous guest who was talking about college students too, and just the different way that they learn and kind of the tumultuous time. And I think it's very relevant to not just college students. I think that any student at this point, you know, how are you able to continuously engage with them um, in a completely virtual kind of setting with supplements? But you guys have been doing this. I feel like what you said is right. You guys have been at this for a while. So you were like, yeah, I think we're kind of prepared for this because we've already figured out if if everything has to go virtual, we are. And here are the appropriate resources to be able to still help students. Um, yeah. I think a couple, I know a couple of school systems that could probably have called you. <laughs> you know, we, have, we have schools that are our partners that use Penn Foster programs on their campuses and it was a real disruption, right? I mean, they weren't having people come to their campus anymore and they didn't, they didn't have a way to engage the students. So, you know, luckily we have the technology and the systems and the model in place to be able to support learners at hundred percent remote, but there's a big distraction factor as well. I mean, you know, early days of the pandemic, no one knew where it was coming from, how to stop it, how to be, protect yourself. And so, there's a fair amount of anxiety. And, you know, as a, as a training partner, as a school and as a provider, you know, we are trying to support the full student. And so thinking about that anxiety and, and a lot of the stress around the pandemic is something that we really pivoted to. So we developed a lot of resources for our students, for our employees to just really cope with the uncertainty at the time. 
So as a mother of a 14 year old boy that is um, hybrid model, and I will say openly, we had our own learning curve, I think much like everyone else. And I feel, feel very blessed that he's 14 and not younger, I think at this point, uh, in walking in on several Zoom, I think classrooms, but I was like, please get out of bed. You know, and you're very, like, what are you doing? I don't understand what's happening. You have a desk, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, and the engagement piece, uh, and I'm getting to my point, but also for the mobile learning engagement, because you guys have that too. And my very, again, old self thinks like mobile, well, that's your phone versus yeah. online learning and this. Uh, and, you know, of course he's like, no, I've got it on my phone. It's totally yeah. fine. Like, it, he's like, I have my iPad, I airdropped, whatever, it's over here now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, like I literally date myself and I'm like, okay, yeah. are you on with the teacher? If you are, that's great. If you're not, if it's your friend, Steven, forget it. You know, <laughs> like, okay. Um, but you guys are complete, you've got all that covered. Like you've got mobile learning, virtual, like all of it together. And maybe for, you know, people in my my group, you can explain how that's helpful. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so if you think about, you know, our application, is it should really be the, the teacher and the instructor and the feedback loop literally all in the palm of your hand. And so we really try to have all of that interaction happening within the platform and the portal. So you log in, you have an individual learning path for you, you can access the content needed for you at your pace. So we don't say you have to be finished by this on this assignment by Friday. We really give you some freedom to think about when you can get some of that work done. Now there's two-way dialogue happening within the platform as well. You take an assessment, you get feedback, use that feedback to improve what you're doing in the future. You know, we, uh, the human piece of having someone to call is a big part of Penn Foster and what we do. Um, but, you know, you're able to do that remotely. And so that's how we've been able to, to really support this push towards, you know, mobile anytime, anywhere learning. So I also think about, you know, so you have the mobile learning, you have the virtual, and then, you know, I think folks, especially with organizations think like, okay, there's all these courses, um, but you have a lot of accredited. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think folks think like, am I just going to go online and get this one single thing. Um, but yeah. between the different programs that you offer, you know, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, Penn Foster as an organization, we have a fully accredited online high school. So think about a, a private charter school that, you know, anyone who's not going to their own school district could participate in. Our primary audience for that is, is adult high school. So if I asked you or a lot of other people out there, if you're a 23 year old and you haven't graduated from high school, what do you do? Many people don't know the answer to that. They might say, well, get a GED. So the alternative to that is to, is to go to Penn Foster's high school completion program where we take the credits that you've had for high school previously and apply that to finishing with an actual diploma. And so in order to be able to grant a diploma, we have to go through a lot of the same processes that traditional school districts go through. The content has to be reviewed, it has to be approved, it has to be validated, it has to be aligned to credentials. And so a lot of that is rolled up in what we call accreditation, which is you know the review by a third party to say that yes, this content's good, the quality is good, the faculty is good, and it aligns to a career outcome that is important to us. And so with accreditation, we are able to offer pathways to, as I mentioned, you know, medical assistant or pharmacy tech or vet assistant or bookkeeper, IT support, et cetera. And, and at the end, you'll get a, you know, a, an accredited diploma that you can take with you. Um, and it really just provides that nice seal of approval for 
you and for the work that you did um, putting into your education. So if you could leave folks with a couple of key points, and I think about it from, I, I go back to organizations that, you know, with my experience, and I think a lot of others, it shouldn't be a nice to have, this should be an absolute value add for employees. Uh, and there's a way to work it out, which clearly that you guys have done. Um, and we could talk more about metrics, you know, but I, there's an actual return for anybody that thinks that way. There's an ROI to that. Um, but from the humanistic standpoint, you know, being able to, and I know it's the newest buzzword, but I think because of pandemic upskilling, um, but really being able to offer a value that's reasonable and that is attainable and that can actually further folks' lives versus just their life at a company. Um, but can you leave us with a couple, I think, of main points if somebody just tuned in, because other than my mom, who will listen to this three times, you know, <laughs> so, God bless you. Hello, mom. Uh, but that if they tuned in right now, like what you would want to leave folks with. Sure. So so let me start. Actually, there, there was a, a study published in the Wall Street Journal today, the, the Edelman Trust Barometer, looking at um, U.S. respondents change in trust over the last 12 months. And what U.S. workers are saying is that um, it's important for employers and businesses to offer job skills training programs. So sort of 44% change in that being something that U.S. workers are looking for their businesses and their employers to do. And so I think that's just a, 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 the, the tip of the arrow related to why it's really important to think about offering job training programs and upskilling programs as an employer, because first of all, your employees are looking for it. It's a, it's a big competitive differentiator. And the expectations are that, you know, their employer and, and then the business that they work for is really a trusted resource for them as a professional, as a worker and, and as an adult. And so I would leave all of you with it is, it can be affordable. There is a strong ROI to be able to offer job training programs, and it's easier than you think. There are partners like Penn Foster that offer a turnkey program where you can focus on your business and we can help focus on offering job skills and job training to be able to support your worker and, and frankly, what they're asking of you. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on HR Liftoff, and I am going to respectfully request that hopefully we can do another one again soon, because I think this is a very important topic. Um, I want to bring it more to the forefront so folks understand kind of the importance of it, and I think people do, but again, just kind of getting to the execution phases of it, uh, but I can't thank you enough. Thank you, uh, there will also be uh, Penn Foster's information in the show notes, um, so you will see that there. Uh, and then Dara, um, my favorite person of today. Thank there you, you again. Go. Thank you. Have a good day, Megan. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of HR Liftoff. At Integrity, we believe opportunity is everything. We take an associate-first approach because when our associates succeed, our clients succeed. Whatever you need, we're ready to support. We partner with clients large and small to deliver custom staffing solutions that provide the cost, service, and scalability efficiencies you need to stay competitive. Learn more at integritystaffing.com.